Hey, Rich Girls, Kirby here. Welcome to another episode of Rich Girls Guide. If you have had the absolute pleasure of being one of my friends or acquaintances, or literally just been in the same room as me when someone has uttered the word Roth or Roth IRA, you have subsequently heard me go on a 10 minute rant about how much I love them and how much you need to start investing in them. And you already know what this episode is going to be about. For the rest of you poor souls, don't worry. I'm spilling all of the tea on Roth IRAs and how you can determine whether or not it is a good fit for you. Before we dive in, I want to say a huge thank you for tuning in today. If you find this information helpful and want to support me so that I can make more content for you, please follow wherever you are tuning in right now. And a super quick reminder that you can view these episodes in video format on YouTube and Spotify. I also want to put out the disclaimer that this is not official financial advice. This is simply my opinion and should be used for entertainment purposes only. Ah, the age-old question, to Roth or not to Roth? Let's start with the basics. What the is an IRA? IRA stands for Individual Retirement Account, aka a retirement account that is separate from your job slash employer. It is individual to you. You can open one of these accounts at pretty much any financial institution and you are the sole owner. Just like you can open a checking account or a savings account at a bank, you can also open an individual retirement account, IRA. Now, there are three main differences between your normal bank account and your IRA. First, there are contribution limits for your IRA. Any money that you deposit into an individual retirement account is considered a contribution. You cannot just put in as much money as you want. The current contribution limit for 2023 is $6,500 for those under the age of 50 and $7,500 for those 50 and older. That extra thousand is what they call a catch-up contribution. The IRS, otherwise known as the Internal Revenue Service, has the ability to change these limits every year as they see fit. So I would just Google IRA contribution limits to find out the current limit for the year that you are looking for. The limit does not exist. Now you may be asking, why would the IRS put a limit on how much money I contribute to my retirement account? Good question. That leads me into a second difference. There are special tax rules that apply to IRAs. Essentially, you are getting some kind of a tax benefit on the money going into your retirement account, which I'll go over in just a second. Because you are getting a tax benefit, that means you are paying less in taxes at some point in time, which also means Uncle Sam is not going to get that bread. So they put a limit on how much money can receive that special tax treatment. The third difference is that you can typically only hold cash within a checking and a savings account. With an IRA, however, you can still hold cash along with pretty much any other investment vehicle. 
think individual stocks like Amazon or Apple. You can hold mutual funds, ETFs, or even an annuity. And if that last sentence sounded like a foreign language, don't worry, I'm gonna break down all kinds of investment options in later episodes. All right, so now that we know what differentiates an individual retirement account from just your run-of-the-mill bank account, let's get to the meat. We have the meat of this episode. The IRS currently gives you two options for an IRA, traditional and Roth. If you want to owe less tax now, then you will want to go with a traditional IRA. You will owe less tax in the current tax year by putting some of your income away tax deferred. Don't glaze over just yet. Tax deferred just means you are deferring to pay taxes on that money until a later date. More specifically, when you can go to pull money out of your account. I know that might be hard to conceptualize, so let's break it down. If you are not already watching this video, I would highly recommend jumping over to YouTube or Spotify to watch this next part. This is your traditional piggy bank. Let's say you have taxable income of $50,000 this year, and you decide to put $5,000 of those dollars into your traditional IRA. You are essentially telling the IRS that you will pay taxes on those $5,000 later when you go to pull the money out of your traditional IRA. Income given to you by your employer is taxable in the current year. Reminder, Uncle Sam wants that bread and you do not mess with Uncle Sam. Also, this is fake money from my uh, photo shoot. I'm lucky if I have more than $5 on me at any given time. Okay, back to the example. You have been given $50,000 as taxable income from your employer, and you decide to put 5,000 into your traditional IRA. Let's just pretend that this is $5,000. In the eyes of the IRS, any contribution into your traditional IRA is not taxable in the given year. So it's almost like your employer only gave you the remaining $45,000, even though you still own that 5,000 in your traditional IRA. If you are a single taxpayer, this puts you in the 22% tax bracket, which means you are paying nearly $1,100 less in federal taxes this year. So when exactly will you pay taxes on that 5,000? We'll go over that in just a sec. Your second option is a Roth IRA. With a Roth contribution, you pay the tax on your income now, even though you are still putting it away in your IRA. If you have the taxable income of $50,000 this year, and you put that same $5,000 into your Roth IRA, you will still owe tax on the full $50,000. So the 45,000 that your employer gave you and the 5,000 you're putting into your Roth IRA. At this point, you're probably wondering why anyone would choose to pay the tax on the income now with your Roth instead of paying less in the current year by putting it in your traditional. So to answer that question, let's look at the differences between distributions from a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA. 
a distribution just means taking money out of your IRA. When you go to pull funds from a Roth IRA, your distribution is completely tax-free. Yep, you heard that right. Any money you pull out of a Roth IRA after age 59 and a half is completely tax-free, including your earnings. You are essentially giving up the tax savings now to reap the reward of tax-free withdrawals later. With a traditional IRA, all of the money coming out is 100% taxable. The IRS says that because you put the money in without paying taxes, when you take it out, you are now paying taxes on your contribution plus the earnings that you made. Yikes. Now, why am I harping so much on the earnings you make within your IRA? That is because if you start making contributions while you are young, especially in your 20s and 30s, by the time you go to pull out money in your 60s and 70s, you will most likely have more earnings in your IRA than the contributions you put in. Don't lie to me. Yeah, you heard that right. If you contribute $5,000 to your IRA at the age of 25, invest that money into the S&P 500, keep dividends reinvested, by the time you are 65, that $5,000 will have turned into $239,843.03. The breakdown of your balance would be contributions totaling $5,000, and earnings totaling $234,843.03. Now this is based off of a historical annual return of the S&P 500 of 10.16%. This dates back to 1926. This is the beauty of compound growth. I could do an entire episode on compound growth. Actually, let me know if you want a whole episode on that topic. Scratch that. I just decided that I am going to do a whole episode, so let me know what specific questions you have regarding compound growth. Essentially, compound growth is the concept that over time, you will earn more and more on your money because you are earning interest on the interest earned in previous years. For right now, all you need to know is that the closer you get to needing your retirement funds, the less compound growth you will receive. The good news? The opposite is also true. The further away you are from needing to touch your retirement funds, the more compound growth you will receive. Every dollar you put in during your 20s and 30s, or even your teen years if you are able to, is going to compound significantly more than the dollars you contribute in your 40s, 50s, and 60s. I know, that's a lot to process. I could talk about compound growth all day long, so let's get back to the topic at hand. I would much rather pay taxes on the $5,000 contributions upfront and receive the tax-free distributions on my earnings of $234,000 rather than pay taxes on my full account balance of $239,000 later on. Now that we have gone over the differences between Roth and traditional IRAs, Let's determine whether or not a Roth IRA is a good idea for you. A Roth IRA might be good for you if you have less taxable income now. If you are young and you expect to be making more money in the future, then a Roth is probably a good idea for you. This is obviously a little bit of a guessing game, but typically you're going to make more money as you get older and gain more experience in your career field. 
It makes more mathematical sense to pay taxes on your Roth contributions now if you are in a lower tax bracket. The more you make, the higher your tax bracket will be. And at that point, it might make more sense to explore other options like a traditional IRA. There are also special tax benefits for individuals that make under a certain income limit. For 2023, that income limit is $36,500 for single tax filers and $73,000 for joint tax filers. The tax benefit is a little bit convoluted, but essentially you will receive a 50% tax credit based on your Roth IRA contribution up to a certain dollar amount. The example listed on the IRS website is as follows. Jill, who works at a retail store, is married and earned $41,000 in 2021. Jill's spouse was unemployed in 2021 and did not have any earnings. Jill contributed $2,000 to her IRA for 2021. After deducting her IRA contribution, the adjusted gross income shown on her joint return is $39,000. Jill may claim a 50% credit of $1,000 for her $2,000 IRA contribution on her 2021 tax return. So that means Jill is receiving a $1,000 credit on her taxes. A tax credit is not the same as a deduction. It is actually money that the IRS is giving you in the form of a tax credit. If you have been withholding taxes from your paycheck appropriately throughout the tax year and you do not owe any taxes, that means you will get a refund of $1,000 from Uncle Sam. Yes. If you do not withhold any taxes throughout the year and say you end up owing $4,000, your credit will be applied and instead of owing $4,000, you will now only owe $3,000. So if you are listening right now and you are making under the dollar amounts I mentioned before, if you are able to make any contributions into a Roth IRA, it is going to be a huge benefit to you now because of the tax credit and later on because of the tax-free distributions. Alfred and I actually qualified for this the first year we were married. We were just out of college and we were barely scraping by. I actually was not even aware of this tax savers credit, but I knew the advantages of Roth IRAs and was somehow able to max out my Roth IRA that year. We went to file our taxes and I could not figure out why we were getting a refund until I did my research and found out about this tax savers credit. Another reason a Roth IRA might be right for you is if you want more flexibility with your retirement funds. This applies to both pre-retirement and post-retirement. What do I mean by this? With your traditional IRA, once you hit a certain age, currently it's 73, the IRS will actually require you to pull out a certain amount of money from your traditional IRA. Remember, they want their bread and you have yet to pay them on any of the tax on the money inside your traditional IRA. Since you have already paid taxes on your Roth IRA contributions, the IRS does not have any requirements on you pulling out that money. Another little known fact about Roth IRAs is that even though I don't recommend it, there are ways for you to pull out money from your Roth IRA before age 59 and a half without owing any taxes or penalties. Now the IRS will change the, what's, it's called a qualified distribution and they will change the eligibility on this year over year. 
but typically it is anything from a first-time home purchase for up to $10,000, qualified medical expenses, and last but not least, any contributions that you make. Yes, you heard that correctly. If you put in this $5,000 this year and you're 25 years old, next year comes around and for whatever reason you are struggling, something popped up, there's an emergency, you have already paid taxes on this $5,000. That means that you can pull it out completely tax and penalty free. One quick note before we wrap up, there are income limits for a Roth IRA. In order to be eligible to make a Roth contribution, you do need to be under a certain income limit. Currently, in order to max out your Roth IRA, the income limit is $138,000 for a single tax filer and $218,000 for joint filers. Having said that, there are ways around this rule, such as backdoor Roth contributions and Roth 401ks. That is a whole other can of worms, so let me know if you want a more in-depth explanation on how those mechanisms work. Obviously, I am a huge believer in Roth IRAs. I think they are an amazing tool to start building wealth while you are young and maybe not earning as much as you will in the future. Let me know what you think and drop a comment on whether or not you are going to open and contribute to a Roth IRA for 2023. If you know someone who could use a kick in the pants, please feel free to send them this episode. If you have any questions, you can comment on YouTube. And if you want your question to possibly be featured on an upcoming episode, ask away at the link in the show notes. Later, rich girls. See you next Monday.